You are the reason I drink. You are the reason I live to forget. Well, if you ever plan to motor west, Jack, take my way. It's the highway. That's the best. Get your kicks on Route 66. Welcome. Dude, oh, you can't fucking rip off Spencer <laughs> Hall. No, leave all this in. <laughs> this is all staying in. Uh, and it's welcome. Uh, let's go. Let's. I'm just, welcome. I'm just gonna use their their uh, Monday. Uh, blood week. Blood week. Blood week. Blood week. Blood week. Blood week. It was blood week. Oh dear God, it was blood week. Thank God USF somehow dodged a bullet. This is the Bluminati podcast presented by RP Electrical Solutions LLC. You can call them at eight one three. 426-6592. And find them on Facebook, eh? RP Electrical Solutions, LLC. Again, that phone number is 813-426-6592. Thank you. I am Spencer Holt. Wait, no. <laughs> See, now you're getting Actually, old. I'm Holly Anderson. <laughs> I am Holly Anderson. Can I be Jason Kirk? Because I want to do... Holly Anderson would fuck How y'all doing? you up. <laughs> yeah, probably. I want to do... I want to, I want to be Jason because I'm going to be it. How y'all doing? Plank on you. Go Kennesaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful day in Kennesaw, Georgia. It's... This is not going to end well. No. Blood week. All right, let's do this. So here's the good news. We're bowl eligible. We're 7-0. and out. Okay. <laughs> You're just going to count Saturday as one um, already? That's yes. the end of the good news. Literally, because if if we lose on Saturday, we're going to have to shut the program down. So That's I, not the end of the good news. We also throw a really banging party. And we the party do. was lit. It was. I heard good things. Lit. I heard it's so good that Colin drank so much that he's still fucking wearing sunglasses inside for some reason. Oh, I am, aren't I? Yes. I'm oh, sorry. Good job, Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. I... <laughs> I, yeah. So, um, <laughs> if you guys, thanks for everybody who made it out to Beefo Brady's for the watch party for the most agonizingly terrifying game that we had a 22% win expectancy of for the entire game. <laughs> no, we didn't. We had a 77%. We were, oh, I thought you said we were 22% to win. No, our post game was 27%. That's what, okay. So, 27% that we had a 27. Oh, excuse me, 77. Okay. What was the what? pregame percentage? I just have post game and it was seventy seven percent. So we were still supposed to win post game. That's called hindsight, and that's Vegas bullshit. Yeah, no, we were supposed to win. We were well, yeah, no, God, yes, we were supposed to win. But after watching that game, oh my God, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that that's all we got. That's the analysis. That was the bad. The analysis is actually. I went back and I think all of us have gone back and watched it except for Giggity. I'm is not five. Mm. <laughs> he wanted no part of it. No, I'm a I went back and watched. Um, let's. Go position by position. Okay. Well, who are we going to fire first or? Well, that too. Because I got number one. <coughs> Not a player, is it? No. <laughs> I'll fire the players. Those are college kids. And I don't, and I don't want to fire a college. I don't want to fire the head coach either because uh, I think our defense is significantly improved. We're recruiting it, well. Charlie's not the issue. Charlie is not. Maybe the issue. some of Charles loyalties. Charlie's. I agree with that assessment. Um, Charlie, I think, has made some mistakes on staff. Okay, hasn't made some poor old mistakes. He's made one big one. And kept that <laughs> mistake Burke. around. <laughs> Justin Burke, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. No. Special teams? Yeah. It's not Sean King. I know that. Is it Coach Maddox? Sean King, the god, by the way. You know, you could make an argument about, because this offensive line play is bad. It's very bad. It's not bad for a colander. <laughs> I think really? the line play is yeah. the biggest problem. I think yeah. I think the offensive line play is so much uh, of a more concern than the play calling. Much like at Florida State, where you can't really get your offense off the ground if there's someone in your face all the time. Okay, but yeah. if this is if you know your line is bad, you have to adjust. Okay, so bingo, you adjust. How how would you adjust this offense? Would you run outside more because our wide receivers no. can't block for shit anymore? I would run more screens. I would run middle screens. The occasional tunnel. Bubbles. But if they're going to get beat. They're not getting out fast enough because they ran a screen on Friday night and it what went screen? for two yards. I was yards. looking for one. What screen did they run? Because I missed that. Because I was looking for one on the replay. It was, a, it was a tunnel screen to, I believe, Tyree McCants and Wiggs and Atterbury didn't get to their man in time and it went for two yards instead of the 20 that it should have. Was that the ball that Barnett got out late? No, it was it was right on time. It was a tunnel screen. It was coming. You're going right to left on your TV screen. Okay. Tyrese coming down towards you right to left. He catches it. So second quarter. Yeah, it, I believe it was sec- first or second quarter. Okay. And it goes for two yards, even though there was three guys to block two, and 
no one got the got off on the blocks. Well, <laughs> but jamming it into the interior of this line and trying to run behind it. I understand we're trying to pull a lot with, and if you see, we pull with Jennings and Norman to the wide side of the field, whatever they're on the boundary side. And then they pull to the wide side of the field. We ran that how many times? It was, it was Dozen? often, it Dozen? was often, and it, it worked for the most part. Um, I mean, it's just that the interior of the line is just so horrendous. And it's, uh, I, Heath asked on Twitter as one of our asked TDS questions. I think we should just get into it right sure. now. If there was one player you could bring back, who would it be? Cam Ruff. From this season? From last or from, from, oh. No, from any. Oh, from any of season. Any season time? ever. Oh, wow. Jamie said Austin Ryder. I was just going to say that. <laughs> uh, Samson Genus, maybe. Okay. I mean, yeah. Just name alone, yeah. <clears throat> basically. Yeah. But I. They need, Wiggs was getting eaten alive by that 330 pound defensive tackle. I'll take. I would take Ryder. Because somebody's got to cover it all for two weeks. <laughs> that terrifies me right now. Yeah, that's not going to go Michael, well. Michael Wiggs is. Um, not good. Yeah, he's just let's let's be fair. Like you know, we're not knocking the kid. We don't know what kind of kid he is. We don't know him, but on you watch (laughs) the film, he's not good at center. He's better than I am at all. Well, he's one hundred percent better than everyone sitting at this table. Yes, but But objectively, not the best compared to FBS lower tier FBS competition. He's getting worked pretty good. And it's it's consistently has been a problem throughout this entire season. And uh, Brad Cecil's still waiting. He didn't play. He didn't play Friday, so he's still at four. Uh, if they're going to make the switch, you better do it this week because give throwing Brad Cecil in against Ed Oliver for his first career start not fair is uh, not fair to the kid. And I believe that's first degree murder. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Texas, yeah. it's Texas though. So oh no, really it's probably just a misdemeanor yeah. at that point. <laughs> Um, we got problems, man. We, like, and yeah. everybody's like undefeated. Oh no, heart no, of a no, champion. No. I've been saying this shit for weeks. Uh, you don't get on this bandwagon now, motherfucker. What? I'm kidding. You, I'm kidding. You've been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has been. You put it better than I can. It's bad process, good result. So far, and it's fucking atrocious process. It is awful. I don't know. Charlie must be. Once again, I called him St. Charlie or in the slack, Charlie, St. Charlie in the slack earlier. And he's got to have something going for him because he's pulling out games. So they're pulling out games because the kids are playing hard. They are. Oh, these kids are busting their ass. They're, I'm not, we're not questioning effort here. You know, that's not, you know, th- this team, I don't think is as talented as the last two years, but I think they play hard. They're, getting, not, it, they're getting it done despite. But, certain things out of their control. Right. It's just, I don't think that they're being put in positions to succeed by their, by the play calling and the coaching. And, and the thing is, is defensively, I, I, this is all by the way, offense only. Yeah. All of this bitching is offense only because, you know, there are problems on defense, but they are not as glaring in nine plays in the fourth quarter. And Tulsa gained zero yards. By the way, Philip Montgomery, that that you that plate of mini donuts needs to get uh, fired. Mini muffins, you're a plate of donuts, you're a freaking uh <laughs> you're a tasty cake basket. I don't No, he's not that good. <laughs> he, he tasty pl- cakes are delicious. Yeah, he, how dare you? <laughs> he played to lose the game. He did. He absolutely they shriveled. And thank you for that. If they went play action, it must have been really cool for him. Oh if they went play action in the fourth quarter, we lose, man. If they, they threw they threw the ball mm, twice in the fourth quarter, I believe. And an overthrow and then a short completion f- that the route went shorter than the first it down marker. Didn't go to the stick. That's right. I forgot Bobby, about we're winning. Be happy. Just be happy. We're undefeated. Shut the fuck up. God, every one of you on Twitter, swear to God. If, you're, if your schedule was 53rd in the country as opposed to 100, 127th, as opposed oh. to 127th with fucked. an average opponent of 93, um, if your schedule wasn't 127th out of 130 teams, okay. You know what? If you're a mid, if we had beaten a couple of mid-tier teams, if we had already beaten Cincinnati and Houston, okay, undefeated, yeah. you got some wins. I'm on, on board. Yeah, there's some wins on that schedule. All right, when you are when you are not dominating the bottom of the FBS tier, with the balance of your schedule being after this Saturday far more difficult. Uh, yeah. 
we got problems. And so what is everybody, I mean, if we go seven and oh, and then lose three of the next four, by the way, totally possible. Two of the next six realistically could actually happen. Two of the next six? Or excuse me, four of the next yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, 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 four. Excuse me, four There's of the next six. There's four legit losses left on this game. Yeah. And Tulane? Frisky. Not a cakewalk. Not a cakewalk. Not, Probably a win, but not, not a cakewalk. With, yeah, not with those helmets. This is what I want to see from USF this Saturday. I want to see a 45-10, to 56-20 game. Dumb. I want to see complete domination. I want to see Chris Oladokun. I want to see Brett Keen in there late in the third quarter. <laughs> I want to see a defense that finds a way to shut down David Pindell because he is such he is, a good he, dude. That's the guy. The irony of UConn having a good quarterback on this team is insane. He is literally a man without a country. There is no help for him at all. It's crazy to watch them play. They're, they have one play, and that is everybody's covered. Pindell breaks and <laughs> breaks contain and exactly. goes. And so he's there. He's there. Concrete. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but he's he would if he if we can't stop this kid this week, we are screwed at Houston. Yep. Flat screwed. He is whatever the defense can do on Saturday is going to be a clear indication what they can do against the Eric King of Houston. Jonathan Banks at Tulane. Mm-hmm. Since he doesn't really have a mobile quarterback, Temple doesn't really have a mobile quarterback, and then the big one, Mackenzie Milton on Black Friday. If we can't stop Pendle with no talent around him, there's no shot in hell we're stopping Derek King and Mackenzie Milton with not quite a bit of talent around them. Yeah. And offensively, man, it's so it's so hit or miss with this offense. I think we're still in the top twenty of uh, explosiveness. Uh, for rushing the ball at least, and we're uh, we're 33rd in the country uh, explosiveness as an offense, and it just it's really hit or miss. We that is not opponent adjusted, by the way. That's just a raw number, right? Uh, that is the marginal explosiveness. Okay, so marginal. so the five the five factors. Okay, so I what were those numbers on the red zone now? You, you gave us oh, some yeah, you want some red, I red want some red zone numbers. Yeah. All right, so we've got uh, inside the 10 success rate in the red zone. This is according to S&P. You guys will uh, learn to love S&P, much like we have. Uh, 40.7%, 110th in the nation inside the 10 success rate. And it just gets worse from there when it's first and goal success rate, uh, which is 36.4%, 116th in the country. And then goal line success rate is 27.3% at 127th in the country. Now let's compare that with uh, UConn, just, you know, for shits and giggles. Uh, Inside the 10, they're 37.5, 119th in the country. First and goal uh, is 14.3%, 127th. And then their goal line success rate is actually 100% first in the country. Now we don't have how many goal line attempts they've had, but they they've converted every single time. Uh, inside the 10 has been a problem inside the 20 has been a problem for us the last two years. Sure. Uh, and it hasn't gotten fixed yet. Um, I mean, that two point conversion play was. Well, what was it? Um, Do we know what was supposed to happen yet? Because I still have no idea. I have talked to some people that are familiar with our program and other programs and how these things work. And I I don't think I'm telling football fans anything they don't already know. You've already got that play called before the game. You know, everybody knows the two-point play going into the game. I heard from some people that there are teams where when they call the two-point play, they don't even have to put the play in because everybody already knows what it is. You know, that, that the play is already called before the game. Your first one. Now, subsequent ones, you might do some things. And there are times when you do have to adjust. Let's say you're running like an ISO for us, you know, like you've got a six five wide receiver and you're gonna, you know everybody knows you're gonna run a, a fade for a guy over like a five ten DB, except the six five wide receiver is no longer on the field and you gotta change the play. All right, that's fine. So if you have like injury problems or something, you're gonna change that play. But we <laughs> to take a timeout in that spot is just insane. Everyone should know what the play is, you know? So uh, someone asked on Twitter, it was another Ask TDS questions. Um, it seemed like we took a lot of deep shots. 
yeah. what happened. Well, <laughs> we charted them. We charted them. Uh, Stieg was kind enough to chart them for us. We had 17 deep shots. We connected on two. Ooh. Two. Uh, the Mitchell Wilcox over the middle for 40 yards. And then Tyrese uh, catch. I don't know how long it was. Uh, on the second to last play of the game? On the second to last play of the game. Which, by the way, I mean, an amazing play by him um, to just find a way to get open. Are we sure that wasn't P.I.? Like, are we sure he didn't like jam it, it I don't, in the back? It did, I couldn't I, tell. <laughs> it didn't look like he touched him, I'll be honest. But he had him so turned around, though. Like, if they were going step for step with us downfield all day. Um, yeah, absolutely. So when he gets the guy all turned around and like Tyree's a Tyree's a genius. So I'm not I'm not saying it was P.I., but it did look he, he get, somehow he got his man turned around. So 17 deep shots, two successful, one, one P.I., PI. Right. And then there was one on Randall St. Felix in the first quarter that should have been a PI because I mean that was bad dude, call. The he got DB beat him there bad and call. just no for sure that was bad. So um, knowing this, do we just have to execute? I mean, because <laughs> I'm looking at 14 plays right now where we didn't execute Nate. That's that's on us because we just we just got to execute. So when we call these plays that don't work over and over again, well, then what do you tell the players when they don't work? Well, you got to execute better because it's their fault. So I asked, okay. I asked Charlie Strong yesterday uh, during the AAC media call. Um, wait, wait, was he eating? Yes. Was he eating? Did you ask? <laughs> no, I didn't ask. Can we eat during a podcast and tribute no, to him? No, because I honestly, I hate when uh, the Pappen guys do it. And, oh man. when <laughs> You guys can't hear this. Well, I can hear this. And you guys in the listening world can hear this. It is terrible. What is ASM? It's where they <clears throat> eat into a microphone and some guys are like really into it. It's a thing. It's a thing. No, yeah. it's a thing. It, man, it's a- awesome. ASMR or something. Godfrey drinks his Pensacolas, and I, just, I cringe. Pensacola? I don't. It's like a Lacroix. Is that something. like a Lacroix, but made of uh, dumpster it, water? And it's a Lacroix <laughs> with some liquor in it. Oh, that's actually pretty funny. That's. <laughs> I'm guess Pensacola gin, but like store brand gin. <laughs> Let's not make fun of our friends in Pensacola right now because they're still probably, I mean, they didn't get it as bad as Panama City, but, you know. They're fine. Yeah, probably. They're no, Mexico Beach, that got R. destroyed. R. Except for one house. Yeah. That's crazy. Now I got buddy who sent me a picture and holy hell. Yeah. Um, on that note, uh, <laughs> offensive lineman Christian Gaynor's house. Speaking of destruction. Got... Uh, Pretty destroyed, it yeah. flooded, unlivable. Um, I've reached out to USF. They are unaware of any GoFundMe's, uh, GoFundMe's uh, set up for Christian and his family. Um, when there is one and we find out, we will let you guys know. You will know. Um, we will make sure you know. And we'll shame you for not giving. Likely per NCAA rules, we will probably get him uh, deemed ineligible if we set one up ourselves. <laughs> That's a good point. So we're not going to do that. Maybe but we wanted to. officially. Yeah, I've asked at least twice. We very much want to. So whenever we get that information, we will pass it along. Um, so, yeah. Guys, I crunched the numbers here because uh, I spend my time wisely. And he's got I, his monocle on and everything. I do. Um, I sent out a tweet today. Let me pull it up. Against FBS teams, USF has scored points on just 24% of their offensive drives in the first half. Eight of 33. Oh, my God. It's bad. That's so bad. Like, we're not playing good team. You Okay. We play an SEC West schedule, and we score eight of 33. I go, well, you know. Well, that'll make sense. Yeah, the SEC defenses, man. They're the base. Um. Even like top 75 defenses. We're playing the 127th best schedule in the country. And eight of 33 we've scored. What's the what's points per play on that? How many touchdowns? How many feet? Five touchdowns, three field goals. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's like, what, 1.1 1. 1 or something like that? So you count 30. the field goals as seven on that. So or it's touchdowns on seven. So 35, uh, 44 divided by 33. We're scoring uh, 1.33 points per drive mm-hmm. in the first half against the 127th best schedule in the country. But everything's fine and we're undefeated. 
We just got to execute. No worries here. At Charlie's uh, teleconference yesterday, um, he must have said execution about four times in one a span of about 30 seconds on a question I asked. Is this just who you guys are in the first half? <laughs> Ouch. Did, did he say he'd like to execute anybody in particular? <laughs> <laughs> not, not verbally. Okay. Not I, verbally. He was I, thinking it, though. I do not get that. I don't know if he's just hanging on to him or what's going on, but he cannot still think, like, this is a good – this is the best choice that I have. It's Maybe it's the best choice you have at this point in the season, but if he brings him back, we got a big problem. I'm not – look, man – I would have made I'd have made a move already. Yeah. I'm sorry. It would be one thing if there was nobody on staff who understood how to run this stupid offense, but we got people who understand how to run this stupid offense. <laughs> like I just I, look at it. I understand Charlie's not exactly an advanced stats guy. That's not necessarily what he does. He's not on social media. Um, he wears buttoned up shirts all the way to the top and socks and flip flops. Um, Listen. He's just sort of an old school yeah. kind of. It's just what he is. This is borderline slander. I won't stand for it. No. I'll look, look I, I want Charlie Strong as my head coach next year. Yes. 100% want Charlie Strong. Like, <laughs> then, this is not. Then get out your credit card. Right. And and USF needs to pony up the credit card because they owe him $2.5 million next year. They're only paying him a million now. And we're paying too much money for all these nifty snooper duper logo changes. What the fuck? We'll get into that later. Yeah. Um. But I, so I want Charlie Strong to be my football coach because I, I see the market improvement in this defense since he's been here. I think our kids are good kids. I, there is not a scintilla of trouble off the field that I can measure. Right. Mm-hmm. Discipline's good. Like I'm happy. He's he's a good person, a good man. But he's such a good person. He was named to the Bobby Dodd Trophy Coach of the Year midseason watch list, which damn straight he was um, one of 17. Yes, uh, who it takes into account on-field success, your a, your APR, your graduation uh, success rate, as well as your community service. The, I Charlie Strong can win here. I believe that. That Charlie Strong can be a, a conference championship type of coach, and uh, somebody who can get us to a, a playoff Big Six bowl game. I don't doubt that. But not if we're running, not with this offense, man. It's just not good enough. So there's well, Vito is going to jump in here. Quick bonus points. Where did Bobby Dodd coach? George Tech. George Tech. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I mean, the stadium's named after Bobby Dodd, man. I don't. That's not really a another coach question. I don't know why I thought that was like a good question. We, Where we, is Bobby Bowden Field? <laughs> West Virginia. Trick question. West Virginia. Uh, coach K Court. Where's that? <laughs> just. Come on, buddy. My Lord. Uh, so <laughs> bright side of this offense this year, Mitchell Wilcox has 28 targets, 22 catches for 311 yards. His catch rate is 78%. You guys want to know what his 2017 numbers were? Oh, please do. 79. Uh, 29 targets. Mm-hmm. So he's on pace to shatter, shatter his targets uh, for 17 catches, 158 yards, two touchdowns, and a 58.6% catch rate. And you know what happened uh, on Friday night when he was targeted? Good things. Yeah. Really good things. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let's look at his numbers for me tonight. Uh, oh, he was targeted five times. He caught all five targets for wow. 95 yards. Hooray. Mm-hmm. Uh, including the huge 40-yarder. And he also had a huge uh, first down catch uh, late in the fourth quarter to extend the drive. Yeah. Oh, the one over the middle. Yeah. yeah. A tight end I, over the middle. Stunner, right? right. Jim Lauk said on Twitter... Uh, Best hands of a tight end in team history. I don't 100% agree. Yeah. I think your only other option is Sean Price and... Casey Cobb? Oh, before your time. I know. A little before my time. So, it is really hard to watch this team objectively. Oh, yeah. And, look, we all got a little bit of heart in this. Like, we all want USF to win. Everybody sitting at this table, I think probably would trade a lot of their relatives and maybe even a child or two for a chance at a bowl game. Uh, well, what bowl game? What, yeah. No, a, 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 a big six bowl game. 
I would think about it. Okay, but you might you, you might have to qualify for the playoff to give up Olivia, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. really cute. I don't know. Okay, but you so you wouldn't do it for the Fiesta Bowl this year, but maybe for the well, the Rose Bowl isn't what it's it's the Cotton Bowl. Uh, I, Con, no, I think the Cotton, cotton, one cotton and Sugar, I think, or something. Yeah, it's Cotton. Oh, the racist bowl is nice. Anyway, so just let it hang there. Yeah. It feels better. Like we all want USF to win, but if you look at this team with any sort of objectivity, and that's sort of why we do what we do is not just to go rah, 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 sis, boom, ba all the time. And like other programs, like other programs, we don't have just a rah, 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 sis, boom, ba yeah. thing. And if you're going to look at this team objectively, they suck. It, they, ha- they don't suck. Someone asked uh, they're not if they're good. bad, if they're bad, good. Will we be bad? Hashtag bad good with like, Gilbert as long as he's here. Is that like skinny fat? Then yes. Kinda. Then yeah. yes, absolutely. As yeah. long as Sterling Gilbert is here, and I'm sure he's a pleasant guy, uh, we're not going to fix our problems. So we were 11 and 2 last year, and it's hard to knock a team that was 11 and 2, but what were the two? The, the only two losses were two teams that were good. You know, Houston finished 38th in the SP last year, UCF was 7th. We lost, I mean, UCF should probably beat us. They just had more talent last year. They were the better team. Um, God, that was a good game, though. Incredible game. But we lost the two games. You know, last year, we sort of dodged the raindrops all season long. One slip up against Houston, fourth and 24. You know, we probably had one inspected see on that game. Probably win that one significantly, too. Yeah. It's going to happen. You're going to drop one every once in a while. And if that was how it looked this season, that's fine. But this schedule is so much easier. And we're not beating teams the way that we did last year and the way that we did in 2016. And at some point it's going to bite us in the ass Yes, and it's hard to not look like, just be like, Oh no, everything's fine right now. Oh, look at this. I'm driving through the wind. I'm driving through the gardens and there's roses and it smells beautiful. Oh wait, there's the cliff. We're about to fall off of it. Like <laughs> Giggity's looking at me like that was a really bad analogy. And it probably was. There was so warning signs that you saw and you, ref- you refused to pay attention to. And then yeah, like when you see the cliff, you well, go, Hey, where did this come from? Prettiest road in the country is Pacific coast highway in California. Like you drive down and it's like, you got the cliffs on one side and the beach on the other. And it's just, it's magnificent and breathtaking. And you're driving along going, wow, this is wonderful. Nothing could possibly go wrong. And at some point, it would be like driving on the PCH and then all of a sudden you hit a brick wall and your car explodes and it's on fire. It's and you know your car is about to explode and catch fire. It's really hard to enjoy the cliffs in the ocean when you know that at some point you're going to run the car into a dynamite truck. And that's kind of where we're feeling right now. I'm not going to lie. Is that good analogy? Is that that's you are all much better than your yeah, first. I was say, that, first, that first one was <laughs> much better than your terrible. First one. My God. I was going to say, like, we've been driving on the PCH a little too close to the edge. We're catching one or two tires off the fucking okay. like, And then it's when we get that third tire off that we can't come back. And by the way, next week, we, we're still away from dynamite truck. We're at least two weeks from dynamite or what now? 10 days till the dynamite truck. Cause we're all whip Yukon's ass. Cause they might be the prettiest cliffs and beach of any team we've played. It's like, you get like a little big sir action. Love it over here. Like it's going to be amazing. Are we done with the driving? <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a James Dean thing. And yeah, I just never I, I got was, there. Yeah. I was like, okay, I guess we're, you're just going to roll with it. Are we, um, are we leaving that in? Yeah. yeah, why not? Fuck it. So for those asking, uh, so when I put up the first half numbers on Twitter today, people asked me what about the second half, either sarcastically or trying to prove a point. And the numbers are 17 of 31. We've scored on 17 of 31 possessions in the second half. If you take out East Carolina, which was just a shit show, except for Kronk's run, it's 16 of 24, which is 66%, which is good. Good. That's that is what good. you want. Yeah. How many points per play is that? So that's second half, 4.16 points per possession. Outside of ECU. Outside of ECU. Um, and then first half, 1.3 points per possession. I understand you're like, you know, running the ball to soften a defense later in the game, but that's too polar. That's too extreme between the two. So. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> it's. I, I don't I don't know why we're not. Jumping out and trying to attack. Uh, Kronk said that it always seems that we're getting slapped in the face first. We need to start slapping people in the face. Preach. It's been six games of this. Church of Kronk. I'm pretty sure this is just who you are. Until you prove me wrong, this is who you are. We're getting to the point where sample size is starting to matter. Yeah. Yeah. Halfway through the season, 
sample size you is know, starting to matter. In the grand scheme of things, 12 games is not a big enough sample size in football, but that's all we have. So this is what we have to deal with. Right. And we're halfway through the season. You are who you are, and you did it against shitty teams. Preach. So either you play down to your opponent every single game, which you're going to get caught by at least once, or this is just who you. This is. I think this is just who you are. I think our back-to-back ten-win seasons have skewed who we think we might be. And USF is averaging. Uh, shout out to someone on Twitter who uh, found this for us. They're averaging 15 points per game in the fourth quarter, which is like top fourth in the country. All right. So do that earlier. Do it for four quarters. Show us that you can put together a complete football game because you're going to have to to get by Temple or not Temple. Maybe Temple. Probably Temple. Yeah, you can buy three quarters Temple there. But Houston and C, and probably Cincy on the road, you're going to need to play four quarters. Dude, I want to see four quarters against UConn. I don't think I'm going to see it. I don't either. I don't think so either. So the so spread opens 29. USF fans are like, put my mortgage on UConn. I got it. I got it. <laughs> then it goes up to 32. Like it's Now it's, I think the West I saw was 32 and a half. Take my kidneys. So <laughs> that means people are betting on USF, which should show you how bad UConn really is. <laughs> like this team should have given you no reason to have any faith whatsoever. And people are still, that's how bad UConn is. This UConn is literally defensively the worst team since like world war two. Like this is not a joke. Bill Connolly wrote a whole column about it. Like it's really bad. Uh, yeah. And we were going over this before the podcast. So their post game win expectancy for the first six games, um, for UConn, 0%, 0%, 22%, which is the game they won against Rhode Island. <laughs> and then 0%, 0%, 0%. 0%. Um, what about us? Us. We rather the Royal, we the Royal, we, uh, 125, 96, 90, 99, 77. So we are supposed to beat Tulane or Tulsa three out of four times. Yep. Considering the numbers, considering the numbers, we're, I mean, it's, oh, you know, God bless Bill C. He does, right. he does Lord's work. He does. And you know, that's against this schedule. Uh, we need more nineties and hundreds. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Yeah. There should be I like one, maybe, 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 maybe anything under 50. And 100, basically, if you have a three-score win, you're going to be 100. Well, uh, that shit yet. Uh, UConn's a five factors, efficiency rating, explosiveness, field position, finishing drives, and turnovers defensively. 130th. 130th for success rate and marginal efficiency. <laughs> Good God. Uh, explosiveness. 129th. And... Uh, 129th for marginal explosiveness and isolated points per play. Uh, average field position, 57th. So Uh-oh. they pin you back, and then they allow you. you to drive the field. <laughs> <laughs> and then finishing drives, points per, per scoring opportunity is 130th. They allow 6.32 points per scoring opportunity. That is insane. And their uh, turnover luck is minus four. And after all of that, we're going to make them look like Penn fucking State. <laughs> Think of the 2000, what's the worst USF team? 12 or 13? Which one's worse? Ooh, the 04. Shit. What? 04. Okay, the 04 team had Mike Jenkins on it. How bad could it have been? But the. He was like, what? He was what, a true freshman? Yeah, it was true freshman. He was really hurt bad. too. Yeah, yeah I know. No, he, well, that was the year that we ended up having to play the hurricane game against Pitt in front of about 800 people. Anyway, um, the. Excuse but us. of the modern era, of the BCS from Big East forward era, okay. Um, so the past five years, 12 or 13, which was the worst team? 12 or 13. Jesus. Um, 14 was bad, even though they got the wins. Yeah. What was McNeese? 13. 13. Yeah. By the numbers, remember that 14 team was actually by the hard numbers worse than the 13 team, even though they won. I'm going to say 13. Okay. I'm going to say the 13 team just because of McNeese. Thanks. So you. I'm going to go. That was the worst team in USF history. That team beats UConn by 20. I like your overconfidence, but I think you're out of your goddamn mind. No, this, that, that, now I'm not saying we're going to win by 40 or 50, but if both, both teams play hard, both teams cared on a neutral field, that terrible USF team, the worst team ever. I'm going to tell you. Beats this UConn team. I'm going to tell you like my grandma told me, if you aren't head balls, she'd be your uncle. Now, because of the way we manage games, if that spread got over 35, I might have to take a taste on the Huskies. I'm just saying, just because the way USF likes to manage the game. Well, yeah, that and your you know degenerate gambler. Totally. Yeah, I, I don't bet against USF. I did bet on them on uh, Friday night. 
my first USF loss of the year. I'd done really good on USF second half. You know, you can just not bet. What? Exactly. Wait, there's betting in this house? I'm shocked. There's a picture of the golden nugget sitting up on the wall. And then oh, where's the, where's the, we have the thing that says, uh, uh, caution poker players and loose women in this household. I just, yeah, I just, I just see live nudes, uh, <laughs> blinking neon signs everywhere. It's kind of weird. It's a little much if you ask me, but yeah. So you're saying the previous coach left nothing in the cupboards for Randy Etzel to return to, right? Uh, man, that's pretty bad. Uh, and and now can, he's the DC for Oklahoma. Would that be? No, uh, he's not. He did not get the job. No, our they boy did Ruffin McNeil got the job. Yeah. They gave it to our boy Good Ruffin. Job, Ruffin. Yeah. Hey, thank fuck, you. Fuck you, Bobbert Diaco. <laughs> Do you think Ruffin just watches these ECU games right now? Hey, cackling. With, oh, with, for sure. <laughs> ah, fuck one you, Redneck. Extended while he eats, like while he sips his beer or his tea. Oh yeah. Two middle fingers extended with like extra hate. With the helmet, he? with the helmet, with the beers on the <laughs> on the side. <laughs> the well, I was I was gonna say I think he's got one of those things that goes around your neck like a harmonica, but there's a Big Mac. <laughs> okay, so Montgomery gets fired. One of the two Montgomerys, maybe both. Both, both, both <laughs> fucking play the potatoes. Do, do, do they even think? Do they even think about? Calling Ruffin McNeil and saying, hey, buddy. They actually might because they have a new AD. What you doing? Their community was so, like, really missed the guy that they fired. And they, they've they paid off that old AD. It's a massive scandal up there. Like, they're everybody's pissed off. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be stunned if they brought him back. I'm not saying they're going to. I'm not even thinking it's a, I don't even know if it's a good idea. But I wouldn't be stunned. Yeah. So let's look inside the numbers for the Tulsa game real quick. Uh, the guy who ju- we watched the film, the guy who really jumped out defensively was Mikhaila Point. He was literally everywhere uh, for the Bulls. He had uh, nine tackles, two tackles for loss, and was honestly uh, he was a shining spot uh, for Collins the defense. Amazon package. What's uh, interesting was corners Mike Hampton and Mazzy Wilkins didn't start didn't start the game. And they didn't play uh, until the first snap of the second quarter. Hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. Curious. Oh, here. So they just curiously randomly became the best players and then played the rest of the game randomly in the second quarter. What was what that? What the fuck are you randomly. doing? Are, is this Downton Abbey? What the fuck? <laughs> um, that was my fault. I'm sorry. So. Indubitably. No. So it, it's interesting. So your US of Bulls. Okay, enough of that shit. <laughs> so basically, we suspended a player. Didn't tell anybody. Two players. Two players. Didn't tell anybody. I'm that's, stunned that you. That's a first. That. Allegedly. Were we gonna stop talking over each other? Allegedly. Allegedly, we were gonna stop talking <laughs> over each other. <laughs> um, Hi, Jamie. The. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't curse in that fucking scent. Wait. <laughs> Other guys who kind of. Stepped up. Uh, Kalim McGee had nine tackles, three souls, half a sack, and tackle for loss. The Bulls had 11 tackles for loss, and especially in that fourth quarter, they really shined uh, when Montgomery uh, showed that he is a really bad coach. Hold on. Colin's playing scratch-offs. No, no I'm not. It's <laughs> not a scratch-off ticket. It's an, it's an Uber gift card. Um, because Amazon, somebody can't wait, drive. You Amazon the Amazon primed an Uber gift card. Why, you, why did I do that? Because if you get thirty, if you pay thirty five dollars, if you <laughs> a little little tip out here for the folks, if you have Amazon Prime and you want same day delivery, you have to spend at least thirty five dollars. Yeah, I needed a new charger for my laptop because my charger broke. It was ten dollars. I wanted it today. So what do I do? I buy a fifty dollar Uber gift card to go with it, and they deliver it same day. And this to me is like cash because I don't have a car and I use Uber to go everywhere. Kind of brilliant, I thought. I just buy toilet paper. Or you just buy an Amazon gift card and then use it to buy more shit on Amazon later. Like really getting that system, call. Telling you, man. Free delivery. All Same that, day. Your carbon word. footprint is ridiculous. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to get my lifted F-350. <laughs> With the truck nuts. Oh, yeah. So, um, Chris Oladukin package. Yeah. Whoa, let's oh. talk. Let's discuss. Let's discuss. Good news is now they got to prep for it. And, and by the way... They were begging Chris to throw the ball. That defense was like, go ahead, kid. Chuck it anywhere you want. Let me see it. We dare you. Go ahead. I'm excited for it. Um, Yes, put him on the field. It's, I guess, you pull it out two games before Houston. That makes sense. (laughs) 
give them a little taste. And then I think we may see an expanded package uh, against UConn. And uh, we'll go from there. I think it's going to be a nice little wrinkle, especially uh, if the Belt continues to stay out, just to bring another added dimension to the backfield uh, and basically add another blocker. Uh, again, blocking was a problem. Uh, Oladukin had two guys coming around the edge that would have set it up. But again, the interior guys missed their blocks and he got tackled for a two-yard gain instead of a 12-yard gain. Uh, so... I can't really like as much as you guys want to criticize the play calling and it seems like I'm a Sterling Stan, but I swear to you, if you fix the offensive line, this offense will look so much better, like infinitely better. Help them out. Who's the offensive coordinator? Help them. Help me. No, Help no, you. you will not. Oh, I mean, I've I mean, seen snow dogs. We have there is not significant. There is not such a talent drop off that we should be in like games where we're kicking field goals at the end against Tulsa, who's one in five and terrible. And by the way, Tulsa gives you the game because Tulsa of their play calling in the fourth. UMass, right? This you're calling these games in the fourth quarter. You're winning these games in the fourth quarter because of ba- they make bad play calls. Like seriously, Tulsa picks up one more first down, we lose the the fifteen yard roughing the passer penalty on the last drive of the game. If that doesn't that doesn't get called, we lose. Like you're playing within the margin of error against teams that you should be significantly more talented than and significantly beating. But I mean, the, there were points in the game where they tried to put extra blockers in there, including our um, our buddy Eric Mays. Eric Mays as a tight end. Is that, yep, that is again. That's Billy's son. Billy Mays here. Eric Mays here to fuck your day up. Uh, yeah, a little bit. It's just so strange. Um, so we had the miscommunication last week between USF officials and Charlie Strong saying, well, Maze is a little banged up. That's why Dar- Donovan Jennings out to start. And then we see Eric Mays lined up uh, as an extra tight end. Hmm. We're number 40. And do healthy. Do we need to explain why he's wearing 40 makes a difference? Uh, yes. It's a super probably power. Should. Yes. So it's pretty nerdy. Um, <laughs> not on this button. Numbers <laughs> in college football and in the NFL and high school, pretty much throughout like organized football, numbers 50 through 79 are automatically ineligible. You have to have five guys on the field wearing the numbers between 50 and 75, and those players, 79, 79 and those players have to be, are the ineligible, no cool. matter what kick, kick formation, whatever it is, you have to have five guys. So if Mays is wearing 40 and you line up as a tight end, you don't even, he doesn't have to come in and declare himself eligible. He can just be an eligible tight end on every single play. Which is a good way to kind of uh, trick the opponents almost. Eric Mays is going to catch a pass this year, people. Eric Mays is going to catch a pass. We've got a Piesman uh, watch lister right there. (laughs) Heisman. He's a Piesman watch list. Piesman right? watch list. It's coming. So, and it'll probably be in the red zone. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you say that uh, on the USF's final touchdown drive. When they got to the goal line, they actually took him out and brought in Jacob Mathis. Uh, when they actually did decide to run a pass play, when Barnett scrambled to his left and just kind of he broke contain and scored. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if maybe they do bring him in as a receiving option. Um, what they did do was they just, they went max protect, which is so frustrating because Tulsa brought three guys pretty much the entire night and still, got, still got home. It's, uh, what was that? Pl- I charted one like third and seven. There was a third and seven. There was a third and seven max they protect. Three dropping. We go max protect and they still get home. And yeah, we end up and- throwing like a weak duck to the sideline because what? <laughs> Yeah, there was only two guys out on that that specific play that you were right. uh, talking about, and uh, Barnett's flush to his right and just tossed it out of bounds because uh, I think it was Tyree and then someone else going deep that were they were bracketed, uh, but he got flushed out because <laughs> three guys got home against uh, was Max. it seven? If my math right, seven, yeah, seven, eight quarterbacks, eight or no, eight, no, no. Eight, nine, seven eight. stated, seven stated, or wait, eight, eight stated, in. yeah, Blake, and then the two in the route, so. <clears throat> Yeah, that's what we're dealing with this year, guys. So get used to it. Uh, Tulsa ran for over 200 yards, but they also rushed the ball like 59 times or 49 times. Uh, And in the fourth quarter, they did nothing. So 
Good for us. Thank God. Uh, let's hit up some real quick questions. Uh, at Bucks and Bulls, how much money for the film cut up subscription? Oh. If you want the entire thing, I'd maybe like a hundred bucks. No, if you want to, I just thought about this. If you want the outtakes, we have to give you an NDA and it's 75 bucks a month just for this shit. Oh, it's more than that. NDA. But and like a oh, fucking ironclad NDA. To hear all the unedited Bluminati oh, podcasts. Oh, yeah. All the so, buddy. So we did give away as one of our prizes at the watch party. Did we wrap up the watch party, by the way? Nope. Okay. You blew right past it. Okay. So let's, we should That'll probably. That'll be the wrap up of the wrap up. No, the wrap up of the wrap up. The, the watch party was really good. It was. You like, sound surprised. I am very surprised. <laughs> we're really, like, really impressed. I am we honest, didn't fuck up. We didn't fuck up. God, shocked that that many people came out. Thank you to everyone who came. We had, Nervous. we figured sometime, sometime some, yeah, we're between 75 and 85 people there. Um, living and dying. Those who stayed through the end of the game in the fourth quarter were just, were just standing up in the restaurant screaming at TVs. Quick, like quick question. Was, yeah. I heard somebody wore a stupid hat. Was it Carl? It was not because Carl was covering men's soccer's game against Temple. Was he wearing the stupid hat? Uh, no, he probably had a man bun. <laughs> so much he worse. He probably had a man bun. Holy shit, there's a man bun under there? And yeah. so we're out there covering football. We had a watch Tulsa. party. Watch party. We could get a live feed from Tulsa, which didn't actually work so great because our PA equipment and it wasn't Vito's fault. He did the best he could, but it just didn't quite follow through. Huh. So we had Shit on a reporter them. at the game in Tulsa. We had a reporter at the men's soccer game, and then we were doing a watch party at the same time. And we don't even get paid for this shit. That's amazing. Thank I, you for all the money, though, because that means we you. can buy speakers. Yeah. Better next time. And maybe, I'll, and maybe I'll show up. Probably not. I won't show up. <laughs> I don't trust any of you motherfuckers. Cut that out. <laughs> Actually, right. leave that in. Okay. Um, but to everybody who came, y'all are like the best. Seriously. I mean, Honestly, we like you people. We love you can we, people. Can we give out the number that we raised or do you sure, want to go ahead? We raised uh, almost $800, which will send a lot of us to a lot more road games. Yep. Uh, we're because of that. We're sending Robert to Houston along with uh, Connor. That's his punishment. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert and Connor are going to Houston. I'm going to Houston too, but I'm sitting in the stands cause I, you know, I'm retired. We are we going to be able to send somebody to Philly? Probably. I'll uh, go. Connor's for sure going, and I'm I might either go to Cincy or Philly. Okay, and then you know we're whatever the bowl game is, we'll be able to cover that as I well. I will so. go to the C game. Oh, awesome! Appreciate it. <laughs> we need someone Thanks, there, buddy. I don't think anyone's going to be able to make th- it. This is my, this is my sacrifice. W- will you cover the Gatsby Bowl too? So the prizes. Thanks to our thanks to our buddy Lauren Pickle. Shh, we don't know that yet for dropping some tickets to. Uh, they had um, sweet tickets for the uh, UConn game. Um, shout out to Beefs for giving out, uh, allowing us to host a party there and giving us proceeds and giving away two Black Friday tickets. Shout out to Eddie Leonard at Florida Wellness for a free massage uh, there. And then also Seth Lott from Tampa Spine and Wellness uh, for either uh, chiropractic uh, fix or a massage. Or uh, acupuncture. Acupuncture. Acupuncture too. Both those guys, like if you need your back adjusted, like two really good dudes, um, Florida Wellness and Tampa Spine and Wellness. Are these like up and up or these are real massages? We're talking not, about Tampa. Not the ones you get on Kennedy. We're talking no. about Tampa. <laughs> I want to make sure that we're not, you know, putting our leader or readers or whatever down a bad path. Listeners, readers, whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway. Let's uh, run through some quick questions because we also still have to give away the tickets that we have for UConn. Uh, um, we're just givers. We're at, givers. At Bucks and Bulls, uh, if USF is in the same position as Memphis, but on Black Friday, down one at home with a minute to go on the ball, do we win or at least not screw up the clock management as badly as the Tigers? Ooh. I will tell you this right <laughs> now. You Sorry. will probably call bullshit, but there was never a doubt in my mind that we weren't driving down to get a field goal. Bullshit. At the end of the game. Once we got the You're ball insane. back. Once we got the ball admit. back with, what, 110 left, no timeouts, and it was a shitty kick. It was a shitty punt by Tulsa Spunner, who had boomed it the entire night. I was like, we got it. Even after the holding penalty that made it first and 20, which was the play, it was first and 20. Then we got the roughing the passer. I was still, right, we still got this. There was like 40 seconds when left. When we were down two score, when we were down 24 10 in the fourth quarter, I thought we were done. Oh, yes. I, I when we, we scored that first, the first of the two touchdowns, and it took like nine minutes to get down the field. Yeah. That's like, what you gotta be. I wasn't sweating. Me. I wasn't sweating until the extra point got blocked. At that point, I went, "No, there's no way we're doing." I, I, I didn't believe we we're gonna get two point conversion. I didn't believe we we're gonna get two possessions back. But defense stepped up, or Montgomery 
called conservatively. Montgomery just got that plate of donuts, man. If you're named Montgomery and you coach in this conference, you are a plate of donuts. You're welcome for that term, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but to answer the, answer the question, absolutely. I, uh, yeah, I, not, think, I, I, I strongly believe I, that if we needed to get I one think, drive. I think we've seen it. I mean, we saw it against Georgia Tech. We saw it against Illinois, ECU. It kind of happens, unfortunately, against shitty teams that it happens. But it happens. There's uh, that well of confidence there that if we need to score late in the game, they're going to be able to do it. Right. Because they're shitty teams. Mm. You just said that. They are, but I, <laughs> I don't know. Memphis it's, did what they needed to against C dot until it we were in the raining. same spot last year against C needed to drive. Well, we needed a touchdown. Oh, there oh man. I just saw this question. Uh, this is from at Aloysius part two. Al- Aloysius. Uh, sure. Uh, so <laughs> white as fuck. I have no idea. So Jordan Cronkite was on Jim Rome last week. Afterward, yeah. Rome hyped up the USF sports staff for the access. Feel like a slap in the face to you considering <laughs> how unaccommodating USF is to local media? Or be- or because Rome is national, it just is what it is. Jim Rome's a dickhead. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I still have a question pending to the USF sports staff that I have not gotten answered yet. If that makes you guys, uh, if that's my answer. I just it's been over 24 hours. But we're out there at a watch party here. It'll be over 48 hours. By the way, who sent a reporter to the game who actually covers this team? We did. We did. You mean a local reporter? Oh, wait. Yeah. Um, So they, you know, we cover we are at the women's soccer game while we're having a watch party while we're doing this. but, (laughs) But God forbid we get anybody on this team to talk to us for more than eight minutes a week. South Florida town. But we're going to turn this into a South Florida city. Build the wall. I think he said around. city, didn't he? Yeah. It was, no. yeah. Did he build, the, the, before build the wall became a bad thing, it was build a wall around yeah. Tampa. Yeah. Build a wall around Tampa. South Florida city. Kiss my ass. Sorry. From Cosmo Paul Aten. Oh, fucking Heath. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. He deserves that one. Uh, because what's more exciting, corgi races or two corgi races? The answer is three corgi races. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, fucking got me. Uh, this from uh, <laughs> at Heath 0310 that we kind of went over it. Passing chart, 70% of our passes were over 20 yards. Not technically. It was uh, 17 of 40 passes were <laughs> over uh, 20 yards. And we actually did over 15 because that's kind of what explosiveness is. And that comes out to 42% of our passes were over 15 yards. And we completed two of them. Um, let's see what else we got. This is from Bolts Bucks Rays. Looking at the entire East Division schedule, do you believe we can get to Black Friday with the division still up for grabs? Nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that means we got to drop two before Black Friday. We will. I think it's possible. We'll drop we could, three. I think it's possible we can still get there. I do think we're going to drop at least two. I would say it's less than fifty percent that we're on. Un, we're on eight and four coming in hot. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I think yeah. it's be nine and three. Nine and three at least. I mean, they're, it's, they're bad. They're not but bad. it's not going to be the three, you think. Right. With three losses going into Black Friday? No, we're going to uh, lose. No, we're going to lose to uh, Tulane, but beat C. It's going to be weird. Kind of. Uh, Bobby. <laughs> trade. But Tulane's not great on the road. No. Uh, Tulane's not great anyway. Bobby Flavor, JKR the fourth on Twitter asks, kind of unrelated to sports, but definitely a hot USF topic as of the last week. What do you think of the new USF slogan, ambition over tradition? On it. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> Fuck that. <laughs> that is absolute bullshit. That is shitting on the tradition that they have been trying to build. They're like, hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. Fuck you, people. Stop giving us money. We're going to get all the money from these new kids that uh, we're just jamming student loans up their ass. That's not going to work, kids. I don't know what to tell you. So when you say ambition over tradition as an old person who has been a part of a lot of great traditions at USF. Um, all two of them. Both of them. Um, you make me think that, and this was said to me by someone mm-hmm. that I has, who gives a lot more money to the university than I do. Um, you make me think that my time wasn't as valuable and that where we're going is more important than where we've been. And that, you know, it's a better school now, it's a new school now, and what happened in the past really doesn't matter. I understand that it's just a three word slogan and it's not the end of the world. I have a much bigger issue with the branding rollout. If, and you know what, if the branding rollout I think is going to be 
first of all, I, I'm still not convinced that this is going to stick because the amount of feedback that they're getting on this thing is so overwhelmingly horrible. They are getting ratioed. This is a real life ratio. They are literally getting <laughs> ratioed every time they tweet out a look, that look. They, they changed every today. There was the big, the first uh, day. Well, oh, yes. Yesterday was a big one in it. Well, went they, over they, a lot poorly. of the, okay. Yes. It's, it's, well, it's, <clears throat> it's spilled over in today because they are getting, destroyed on and it's not just on twitter kids it's on facebook it's on ig it's everywhere everyone hates this thing in the the only ways that people can give that kind of feedback anymore are through social media so when you look at your social media and everybody goes this fucking sucks and those are direct quotes i'm not you know just randomly dropping out that's not a paraphrase just just go search for the logo on twitter and see what people are saying you cannot the arrogance of this to try and shove it down people's I know this thing got focus grouped and I know people looked at it and you know what they said? It sucks. And they still did it. And they did it anyway. This is a disaster. And by the way, huge props to USF athletics from Harlan because straight through and his staff, because they tried to get athletics in on this too. They wanted this to be athletics branding as well. I am not making this up. Once again, fuck you. <clears throat> Look, we we can bag on things about whatever. This is a unilateral disaster from the top down. Mm-hmm. And athletics dodged the bullet. Huge, huge props to them for standing up yep. and making sure um, this our logo is so recognizable. I've, leave us alone. I can I can uh vouch for what Colin <laughs> just said. Mm-hmm. Uh because I just happened to be on campus one day waiting for some coaches and players to talk to. And uh, you don't do that that often though. No, I don't wait around at all. No. Uh, and I was Accurate talking to schedules. USF staff for about it. I think it was maybe a day or two after the role, uh, it was announced. And so yeah. I was like, Hey, so I heard, uh, How's that? heard they tried to get athletics in on it. And he just looked at me deadpan and said, I just work here. Uh, <laughs> that's good stuff. I I'm just here. So I won't get fined. I work. I just work here. <laughs> And I, we gave each other a knowing look like, yeah, they did. And it got shut down real fucking Yeah. I've got friends that work at the university that have told me that, uh, yeah, that they tried that and they were, they got a, basically an overwhelming go fuck yourself from athletics. Like this is the brand we've built this brand. You keep your little brand. We'll keep ours. Stop. Maybe stop using you can Maybe you can use ours because yours is fucking god awful. Apparently they were just like. No, you're not taking ours. So the athletics branding and the rollout of that was maybe the, and it was right around going into the big East. Like it all sort of coalesced at the same time. I worked out. And well, it did at the time. And it was probably the best thing in terms of branding the university's ever done. That iconic you people know that thing. It has, it is perfect. It was so well thought out, well conceived, well done. So the, the brand, uh, the, the branding is just an absolute unmitigated it's, disaster. And then when I hear from people from the university going, oh, well, you know, it's not as bad as you say. And yes, da, da, it da, is. Yes, it is. So You're bad. getting ratioed every single day. And people are not. How many people signed that petition to change the branding? Thousands. Mm-hmm. Thousands. You can't get thousands of the USF people to do anything. You can't get thousands to go to a football game sometimes. But they don't wear those stupid fucking shirts <laughs> with that dipshit bull on it. It looks Ridiculous! What they're gonna roll out socks? The socks are cool. I'm not. I don't mind the socks. Socks pretty cool. But that's how they get you. They get you with the socks, and then they get you with the uniforms. But other than that, it's just a flipping disaster. It's not great. So (sighs) I think we've we've gone over this before, but it needs it bears repeating. That logo is absolute dog shit. Or, yep. at least, or at least have like some sort of contest or give some feedback and give people some options and then listen. Or maybe just keep what we had that was working and it had no issue. We had a, everybody was fine with what we it had. It looked great. It was clean. It was a letterhead. You don't need to fuck with letterheads. Yeah. So they also rolled out a page today. Yeah. They love Adobe Spark. Oh. They're big fans of the Adobe Spark uh, platform. Doesn't work very well. Um, USF rolled out a microsite, uh, united.usf.edu saying, introducing a new era, more than a logo. We're positioning the university of South Florida for the future by using a logo that Merrill Lynch canceled 30 years ago. Um, uh, 
doesn't actually say that, but right. it's, implied. <laughs> it's implied. Yeah. I forget we're on a podcast sometimes and people can't see me rolling my eyes when I talk. Um, they can hear it. USF's progress is outstanding, but our reputation hasn't caught up. Here's all the things we do, blah, 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 blah. Every year we've performed better than the last in all these categories. We play a large role, but it's hard for people to connect with the facts without the impact. We needed a rebrand that could tell our story the right way. Our brand lacked awareness. By shitting on the past. So- they take all of these other logos from previous years. It's talking about 300 different logos and they, they have all of these and a lot of them have the it's, iconic U. Yeah. And some of them don't. They, they bust out Elsie the cow as one of the logos we have, or the electric goat. We haven't seen the electric goat in, I don't 20 know. 20 years, over 20 years. Not quite. It's getting there. 15. Oh, because football team, football team definitely wore electric goat helmets for a okay, while. Okay. Well, okay. we were electric. We're, we're, over talking, we're talking robo goat, right? Same thing. Yeah. yeah. So the best logo that USF has ever created. Incorrect. You are out of your fucking mind. No. Like the, the one thing we have always loved. It's better than this one though. Yeah. I'd go. I'd, oh, oh I'd go off oh, RoboGoat. That's what I'm saying. I'd really? rather go. I'd rather go. Oh, RoboGoat's way better than this. Than this hunk of shit. This is really bad. Um, oh my God. So the, the point is, is that ambition over tradition, our freshness and vigor invites creativity and wonder. So while we reflect and learn from our history, we constantly experiment ways. We constantly experiment ways to reach higher and achieve more in student success, faculty achievement, research, discovery, and philanthropy. You know, the thing is the, the justification they're using about the, the different logos is that those are all wildly different departments. I'm looking at it. It's student government. It's food services. It's intramural goddamn – are you kidding? Yeah, they're going to all have different logos. And they should. And these are not official logos. These are departmental logos, which maybe USF employees can recognize more easily. But they don't ever see the light of day, I don't think. Do they? It's There's some that I've never seen before. Exactly. So I've never seen half of those. And I went to USF for like 10 years. You maybe see them on like letterhead. Maybe you see them on shirts. But again, so, it's departmental. Yeah, exactly. It's you see them for like, oh, that's that's neat. But I just saw an intramural logo use a justification that we don't have unity in our fucking message. That's insane. Yeah. Um, so it bad. It's so bad. Um, so courtesy of Pablo Iglesias, we have two tickets to give away for uh, homecoming this Saturday. And we have a winner. Uh, let's go over the questions real quick. Hot dog, we got a winner. We do have a winner, 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 winner. And it was uh, some good questions thought up of by Jamie. Uh, number one, how long was USF's, is USF's football win streak over UConn? 30. Answer six. Damn it. MVS tied the school record for UConn on a TD reception against uh, UConn last year. How many yards was it? 74. No, 95. Fuck. USF's first win over an FBS team was 20. Uh, it was in 2000 in a 21 to 13 win over UConn, whose fourth quarter touchdowns lifted the Bulls. Me. Uh, two fourth quarter touchdowns from Otis Dixon and Scott McCready. Wow. Every time. Okay. And the winner is. <laughs> Natalia. You at underscore Natalia AX3. Woo! Good for you. Congratulations. Yay, Natalia. Yay. Congratulations. Thank God your name's not Aloysius. <laughs> UConn, come to UConn. <laughs> yep. So uh, we'll have your uh, tickets at Will Call, and you can come pick them up. Congratulations. Huskies, come get your Huskies. Uh, so good for you. Congrats, and we'll see you then. Um, man, we didn't even get to basketball. Uh, it's fine. We'll have plenty of time to just bitch about it. I'm going to say good things. Oh, Men's basketball. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hot yeah. damn. Men's basketball back got picked dead last in the poll. Uh-huh. They won't finish there. But they will not. And I will they will finish five hundred this year. Overall, not conference. Overall. Overall. They will finish five hundred. Very possible. I agree with that. They're they're gonna be they're not good, but they're not gonna be what you've seen the last four to five years. We right? have a perfectly serviceable team. Right. And last year, literally, we were picking guys up off the streets, like not even a joke. I think the last month of the season last year is what you're going to see and better this year. Right. And they, trans- played their, and they played their butts off at the end of last year. Yep. And they were God, playing they were, they, were, they were so close to beating Memphis in the conference tournament. I think we're going to see that this year. I think David Collins is going to have a huge season. Plus, the guys who had to sit out will be fantastic. Uh, rumor has it, TJ Lang, sharpshooter. Okay. 
Women got picked second for pick the, second. as they have been picked every single year since this conference began. Yep. Shout out. Gino for that first place yeah, vote, baby. That's funny as hell. Thanks, Gino. Love you, baby. I don't, I don't know. Um, he, I mean, he's actually kind of a nice guy. He's he, he's best. a very good interview. He's the best. Yeah. yeah, we love Gino. Isn't like a scumbag? No. no. I don't watch basketball. It's for, it's, that no. shit's for no. tall people. Gino's awesome. Um, Kit, Kit Laska was a unanimous uh, first team preseason selection. It's her third straight season being picked uh, the first team. Uh, fellow senior Laura Ferrara was uh, picked Ferreira. as... Picked as a second team preseason all conference. I didn't even do that. It was, Giggity was the dick there. I, don't I know. know. But, I know. And they both went, uh, both L2 and uh, Kit went to Philly for media day. Um, I was looking. I don't think anybody said anything too fabulous or interesting. And at some point, we're going to get Jose on the pod here pretty quickly. Yep. Pretty soon too. Um, yes, 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 yes. Women's basketball, we'll have to figure out how to replace Laya Flores and Maria Jesperson. Uh, we'll we'll figure that out. With They have six freshmen and four sophomores. It's a very young team, but uh, you can just book it for 20 to 26 wins this year. I'll take it. I'll take that over, actually. Quick question. Going back to the uh, event, did anybody go up and say the magic words? No, because you were not there. I know. I didn't say come to me. Nobody knows who the fuck I look like, and that's on purpose. Oh, uh, fair. Nobody said the magic words, but there was a lot of this. Uh, People doing that. He's doing the wizard thing on a podcast. Like, seriously. You know, you know what? He's literally doing the wizard thing. It's actually less dumb when you can't see it. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Bluminati Podcast presented by RP Electrical Solutions LLC. You can call them at 813 426 6592 and find them on Facebook at RP Electrical Solutions LLC. Again, that phone number is 813 426 6592. That phone number is special for you, podcast. Listeners, be sure to rate and subscribe us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, other Google Play, your mom's house, Castbox, TuneIn, all of the things. Castbox, yeah. Do people actually listen on the hell's Castbox? Apparently, okay. All right, now just shit on it. That's fine. This new app I have for pods. Oh, Uh, and someone's been asking. We're trying to get on Spotify. We are trying a little harder to get on because Uh, of. me reasons yeah and you can rate it and you can rate us on overcast too which is a really good app for this one I overcast all right um so thank you for listening uh go bulls go bulls seven and oh we're shut up we love you we love we love the players on this team we get frustrated i get that i understand you're all negative all the time we're not we love this team we want them to win and we want to be wrong and we want to go 13 and 0 don't think we're doing this because we're just we we got to call it as we see it. And that's what we see right now. And we have but, microphones and you don't. Well, that's really a dick thing <laughs> to say. Um, but we believe in this team. Uh, and so we want them to be good. Just, you know, we got to call it. Yeah, fuck it. It's Go called, Bulls. It's called self-preservation, kids. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.